We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. More. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. everyone this is patty conklin and healing within thank you so much for being a part of our show today i've got two wonderful people i've been uh, researching their website for the last hour and finding all sorts of interesting things and i know you're going to enjoy it as well um today's guests are ariel and shia kane and their catalysts for instantaneous transformation since 1987, Ariel and Shia Kane have been catalysts for personal transformation of thousands of individuals, businesses, and organizations, including the United Nations Women's Guild and the United Nations Society of Enlightenment and Transformation through their books, workshops, seminars, podcasts, and consulting work. Working together, they have uh, offer a balance of perspective of both male and female points of view. So important. As a couple in a loving, satisfying, and thriving relationship, married for 24 years, the Canes truly walk their talk. And everything I've been reading about them, I really do. Thank you so much for joining me, you two. You're well, thank you. very welcome. Is it okay if I uh, make a little correction? Sure. We must... Uh, uh, handed you over some old information we've actually been married, married 35 years yeah it's wow it's happening now for boy, that, went fast. <laughs> the last 11 years fast. that went very fast that last 11 years yeah, I, apparently know? yes i've got 24 years 35 years congratulations wow that's that's beautiful and and you know you help so many more people by being a couple and having that female and male perspective, um, so important. And and your your bio was really was really um, fascinating. And I I'd, I'd like you to kind of tell me where each of you started. 
Um, I know you've been doing this, I think, since 1987. Um, yeah. But but what was life like before for each of you? Ariel, I'll start with you. Well, I've always had a passion for looking at what is possible, even in my youngest uh, days. So the earliest memories of that was acting where you step into you know little plays being in the sound of music aj you know is one of the kids where you take on a different reality than your own and you step into it fully and create it and it led me on a search i actually moved to new york city to become an actress and i did i uh, worked in television uh, minimally in film and on stage and it and I kept looking, and at some point, my uh, path crossed Shia. We got together, and interestingly enough, we did what was uh, years, years later, the thing called The Secret, where we visualized, and we got everything, the Park Avenue apartment, and the friends, and the career boost, and the money, and the relationship, and our life got very hollow, so we <laughs> sold everything. Uh -huh. <laughs> and decided to go around the world and we were in a meditation center for a couple of years and that didn't do it. But eventually Shia had this moment where he fell into the moment and it was so profound that he forgave himself for his past. It was an instantaneous happening and it instantaneously transformed his relationship with me. And in a moment, uh, I became smarter. I became easier on myself. It was a very uh, pivotal moment in our life. So that was my beginning. <clears throat> Beautiful. Shia, how about I don't you? I was, <laughs> I was born. Uh, maybe that's where it started. Uh -huh. uh, you know, uh, your life argues for everything. Uh, yeah. it, it goes the way it goes. And you either see the opportunities that show up or you're busy going somewhere. And for many years, I was busy going somewhere, trying to get what I thought would make me happy. Uh, I eventually, about 45 years ago or 48 years ago, took a seminar uh, and uh, was moved greatly by what I discovered about myself in that seminar. And then I started working for the company that produced it. I was trained to lead their seminars. I uh, did that for many years. In fact, Ariel met me in one of the seminars that I was leading that she was a uh, participant in, although I didn't know it at the time. Uh -huh. I, mean, I mean, I found out afterwards that that's where she saw me for the first time. Got it. I laid my eyes on him, so to speak. Went, which she, <laughs> she put her claim in. <laughs> in that moment. Because well, it's all about being well, in the actually. moment. <laughs> you didn't think about it? No. he would, uh, I thought he was arrogant. I'm like, who... Do you think, who does he think he is? But by the end of that very first seminar, I was like, who is this guy? Because something in me clicked open where I was less trying to behave and more myself. You know, I think people get so stuck trying to be a good version of themselves that they forget to just be themselves. I totally agree. Totally agree. It's, uh, 
it's who we are now, not mm-hmm. who we want to be or who we perceive ourselves to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in, in developing your, your instantaneous transformation, um, what, what really brought you to the moment, Shia? What, was there anything pivotal that created that? Well, or Well, it was the culmination of a lifetime of searching mm-hmm. and realizing at some point that I could only be exactly as I was in that particular moment of my life. And I stopped. I, in that moment, I realized, wow, that's perfect. I can't be different than I am right now. Huh. If I can't be different than I am right now, could I have ever been different in any previous moment of now? And I realized I couldn't have been. And in that moment, I forgave myself for a past that I really had no control over. You know, we think we have control over our lives. We think we control our thoughts. But my experience has become that of seeing that we have thoughts or thoughts have us. And they just run randomly and we associate ourselves with those random thoughts as though they are the truth rather than their thoughts that we have that have been repetitive and have been going on since language factors factored into our infantile lives. And Mm -hmm. uh, then we've been listening to those thoughts, thinking they're us all the way along until we either end or realize that that's not us. And that's what happened for me. I realized my thoughts about myself weren't reality. They were just thoughts that have been repeating themselves. If you go up on Google and ask how many thoughts you have a day, it's going to say between 40 and 60,000. Wow. And yeah. And the, the wild thing is 95 to 98% of them, it says, are the same ones we had the day before and the day before that. So we, <laughs> We've been repeating our life story over and over. Problem is 80% of those thoughts are negative. Right. So maybe there's a way of disengaging from your thought to discover you're not those thoughts. And then you have some say in your life. Because if you believe what your thoughts say and have been believing them ever since you've been cognitive, well, then... Maybe you've been listening to the wrong book on tape. Absolutely. Absolutely. I always, one of the things I always say when I'm teaching is you think you're in control. You're not. Get over it. Um, that, you know, you weren't you aren't who you were 10 seconds ago, five seconds ago. You are who you are right now. And that's kind of what I'm hearing from you is that is that people do want to stick to their story and the thoughts about their story. And, and the reality is they're just thoughts in that moment of the story. So how do you, how do you then go about with working with a client or a company to help them understand the moment of now and the, the thought process that they're in right now and making it a positive thought process for those that are, are being negative? Well, I guess mainly we don't divide things between positive and negative Uh because that's change and that's not transformational at least in our the way we look at things in our perspective in change you have good bad right wrong better worse positive negative 
in transformational approach, and by the way, we tend to finish each other's sentences, and I can see it starting to happen. There's <laughs> only the isness of the moment. There is what is, not whether what is is good or bad. It's just what is. Mm-hmm. And when you take the positive and negative out of it and just see it for what it is, things resolve themselves without trying to figure out how to make it happen. So we encourage people to adopt an anthropological approach. An anthropologist studies a culture, whether it's an individual or a business or a country, a culture, they study the culture to see how it's put together in a non-judgmental manner, in a non-judgmental framework. Mm -hmm. And uh, our approach is to see how you're being without judging yourself, which is almost impossible in the beginning, uh, but you can get better and better at it. And And it seems incomplete, but really the simple seeing is enough, which in a little bit, and we can talk about this more if you wish uh, later, but that it leads us to the three principles of instantaneous transformation, which really um, is the backbone or the basis for all of our work i would love to talk about that when when we come back folks you're uh visiting with uh patty conklin healing within me and ariel and shia kane um instantaneous transformation of your life so we'll talk about more we'll be right back folks It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she... Are you ready for spring? Well, now's the perfect time to head out to your local garden center and pick up a hydrangea from Proven Winners to add to your landscape. Proven Winners hydrangeas are gorgeous and simple to care for. There's just no better or easier way to enjoy a flower-filled summer. Take the time to plant one now and look forward to years of enjoyment and compliments. 
Look for Proven Winners Hydrangeas in the white containers at your favorite garden center. Now it's time for a plant fact. Roses are one of the oldest ornamental plants in cultivation, with a history going back over 5,000 years. The philosopher Confucius wrote about them, and Roman emperors treated their guests to dining on carpets of rose petals, with thousands more raining down from above. Become a part of this epic history by planting a proven winner's rose. Just look for the white containers at your local garden center, or visit provenwinnerscolorchoice.com. You come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Shamanic healing is the key to personal empowerment. Why? All four levels of our being, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, must be addressed for us to enjoy balanced, healthy, abundant lives. Yet there are few provisions for spiritual or energetic healing. Shamanism, found at the root of all cultures, is a very effective spiritual healing modality. To find quality shamanic healing you can trust, regardless of where you live, look no further than find your Path Home Long Distance Shamanic Healing Program. All Path Home Long Distance Healing Practitioners have been trained and certified through Path Home Shamanic Heart School. Change your life. Live abundantly. Schedule a long distance shamanic healing session with Gwilda Wiecka or one of her quality practitioners today at findyourpathhome.com. Hi everyone, this is Patty Conklin and Healing Within, and you are with me and my wonderful guests today, Ariel and Shia Kane, and um, we're talking about catalysts for instantaneous transformation. And uh, I have to say, you two were I I live what you're teaching, and and so I'm I'm attempting to come up with with. Uh, questions from people who who don't live this uh form of life of being in the moment so so feel free to add on because uh it's it's a wonderful way to live and i certainly enjoy it and i know you do uh both of you also um so we were talking earlier about the three the three parts to change or the the three ways of changing ariel and you were sharing that what would you share some more about that well, let's start first just in shy and my definition of change versus transformation. Because, of course, in the dictionary, if you look up change, a synonym is transformation. And- look up transformation, a synonym is change. Right. But it's been our experience that change is past future oriented. It's hmm. incremental and takes place over time. And involves effort. It's linear. One thing follows the next. Mm-hmm. It's usually psychologically based, as in what happened in the past influences or prescribes your future. Uh, what else? Well, let's just jump to transformation for a second. Okay. 
it happens outside of time. So instantaneous transformation is actually redundant because transformation can only happen in an instant. It isn't a gradual process. Change is process. Transformation is a quantum shift in the way you experience living and it happens in an instant. It happens with a, a, a moment of clarity perhaps. It happens actually when you get into the current moment of your life. And we've discovered the easiest way to access the current moment of your life is through listening. But not listening to see whether you agree with what's being said or disagree with what's being said, but actually hearing another person's point of view. It pulls you into the moment if you listen non-judgmentally. So, in this, to the start, the precursor to the three principles of instantaneous transformation is, of course, listening, like fully engaging to hear what another person has to say from his or her perspective. And we've been raised now, you know, look, I'm 78, going on 79 in February, and uh, we've I've noticed that this culture has changed so dramatically with the advent of computers and the internet and who knows what all else, uh, that people's attention span is different. People's ability to listen, uh, that people try to multitask. We've discovered that when you do one thing at a time and are really there for it, life becomes fulfilling. If you're doing multiple things, trying to get somewhere with the idea that something in the future is going to somehow fulfill you, you miss out on the current moment of your life. And there is no fulfillment, even if you attain what you're after. Totally agree. Yeah. Now, dissatisfaction is sure to happen the moment you resist something. So the first principle is really a law of physics. You, for every action. There's an equal and opposite reaction or... Whatever you resist persists, grows stronger, and dominates your life. And that's mm -hmm. why if so, if somebody at work is bothersome to you or... or you bring them home you at bring night them and think home. Them, That's think what you them. wake up with. You don't wake up with all your wins from the day. You wake up with the thing you resisted. So what you resist persists, persists. dominates your life. Okay. Second principle is you can only be exactly as you are and your life circumstances could only be exactly what they are in the current moment of your life. And you were mentioning this before, Patty, five seconds ago, you were a different you than you are now. Ten seconds ago, you could only have been the way you were then. I, I sometimes think of this as the digital or the snapshot uh, <clears throat> principle because if we were to take a picture of us and all of the listeners who are listening in this moment they can only be doing what they're doing where they are we can only be here in our office you in your studio in any given instant you can only be how you are where you are and your life circumstances can only be what they are right and while that one seems largely inconsequential yeah yeah i can only be the way i am but if you really get that that was the transformative moment in my life self-recrimination going back having to second guess yourself just falls away and we can give you an example of that in a minute but third principle is this anything you see without judgment 
completes itself in an instant when you see it. The only thing that keeps it around are your judgments for or against. Mm-hmm. So quick example. In our, our first book, Working on Yourself Doesn't Work, we, we talked about this. Uh, we were working in Manhattan on the east side, had open uh, Monday evening groups. People could walk in. And a gentleman walked in who was a diplomat from the United Nations. And we actually didn't even know he there. He was there. He was sitting in the back. And he was listening. And he was listening to hear what we had to say. And he didn't volunteer anything that evening. But we were talking extensively about the second principle which is you can only be where you are in any given moment because you are. And you cannot change the history of your past because that's what happened in that moment. Right. The next week he came back and he came up and he volunteered his name. We changed his name for the book. We called him Cecil so to preserve his anonymity. And Cecil got up and said, you know, uh, I am a diplomat. I was out of my country when my mother died. And for the past two years, I have been so racked with guilt that I was not there when she passed. And this past week was the first time I had a full night's sleep. It fell away. He actually heard that he could only be where he was. And when he saw it without judging it, that that pain just fell away in an instant and his entire life transformed. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when people come to the awareness and the understanding that they are where they are, and I agree the the more you resist, it persists. Um, when people let go of their need to judge, do they see that instantaneous I mean, are they able to move into the the ability to be now and not have not have that judgment? I mean, well, transformation, the ability to be nonjudgmental, it's it's paradoxical. Both are Mm -hmm. true. It happens in an instant and cumulatively things are easier over time. So there are moments where you see things clearly. And then, of course, if you have an investment in your story, that can take back over. Well, yes. you know, there's there's this thing. You, you've used the word understand a number of times. Mm-hmm. And transformation isn't about understanding something. More, it's about bypassing your understanding and go directly through experience. So you don't understand it, you experience it as a body sensation or as a taste or as a color. It's like you are in your life, not talking to yourself in your thoughts about your life. You know, it's sort of strange. If somebody's walking down the street talking to himself, well, these days they usually have earbuds in. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, but in days past, before that, if somebody walked down the street talking to themselves, you'd think they were nutty. Right. But right. we talk to ourselves all the time. Our lips just aren't moving. That's right. Ventriloquists. <laughs> mm-hmm. Our internal conversation plays and plays and says, should I, shouldn't I, did I, didn't I? You know, it's never just allowing you to be. 
And and let's go back to the the question about being judgmental or non-judgmental. It's really not about being non-judgmental. We are all extremely prejudiced. We like things, we dislike things. We have hardwired in certain types of people who uh, we have less affinity for. It's not about getting rid of those things. Well, in the first two years of your life, you absorb the culture that you grow up in. You learn the language of the culture. You understand the way the culture functions. You integrate with it, and it becomes your normality, your and if you resist it and resist aspects of it that in your heart you know are are not true to you, if you resist those, those aspects of your culture, your cultural background own you. So it's really the third principle. It's seeing it without judging it. It's seeing when you have that automatic visceral response visceral response or nasty thought that comes by out of the blue or if you see it you don't have to be it if you see it you don't have to do anything about what you see either right not now i have to do something to make me a better person no it's just oh look at that i just had that thought we sometimes joke and Kalara approached the slack-jaw school of enlightenment. Because there used to be schools called the, the clear-eyed school of enlightenment. And so we came up with the slack-jaw school of enlightenment. Slack-jaw, I love yeah, it. You, you, you see something that you did and you go, huh. huh. Look at that. <laughs> Rather than, oh, I'm bad. Oh, I'm getting better. Oh, oh. Right, right. Going yeah, going back and forth between those two. Yeah. 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 So... Thank you. This is this is uh, definitely. I'll use the word enlightening. We'll see how that flows when we come back, folks. You're you're uh, visiting with Ariel and Shia Kane and Patty Conklin, Healing Within. We'll see you in just a minute. a skeptic or a believer. Join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, X-Zone Radio TV. 
For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www. Now it's time for a plant fact. Roses are one of the oldest ornamental plants in cultivation, with a history going back over 5,000 years. The philosopher Confucius wrote about them, and Roman emperors treated their guests to dining on carpets of rose petals, with thousands more raining down from above. Become a part of this epic history by planting a proven winner's rose. Just look for the white containers at your local garden center or visit provenwinnerscolorchoice.com. Now it's time for a plant fact. Roses are one of the oldest ornamental plants in cultivation, with a history going back over 5,000 years. The philosopher Confucius wrote about them, and Roman emperors treated their guests to dining on carpets of rose petals, with thousands more raining down from above. Become a part of this epic history by planting a proven winner's rose. Just look for the white containers at your local garden center or visit provenwinnerscolorchoice.com. TV.com or www.exonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. everyone, this is Patty Conklin, and you're with me and my guests today, Ariel and Shia Kane, and I'm learning all sorts of um, uh, redirection in my languaging, and uh, I thought I was pretty good in my languaging, but I'm going to take some things to heart. You know, we were, we were talking earlier about um, the first two years of our life and, and uh and how so many people embrace that as their as their story moving forward and or not embrace it or make judgments of it. And, you know, I, I've talked about this on other shows that, you know, I grew up in an alcoholic drug family and um, and I remember as a child just observing them. And it wasn't, oh, gee, this is horrible or whatever, but the observation thereof. And I moved out when I was 12. Um, because I realized that that was not the life that I wanted to live for myself. And so I decided I was old enough and mature enough and, and went off on my own path and, uh, and, and truly stayed there. I know that when I work uh, with some of my clients, they, they really want to hang on to that past and, and be angry or you know whatever, whatever um, emotion is coming up in the moment. And um, and making it about, well, I didn't have a good base. And and I always say it doesn't matter whether you had a good base or not. Where where are you now? When when you look at forgiving parents, um, you know, how do you how do you help people? Because so much so much is riding on their life story about their early childhood. How do you help them uh, move into that transformation? You want to play Patty? Sure. Okay. Be different than you are right now. <clears throat> oh, too late. <laughs> now went by. <laughs> okay. Now look, I know that you're in control of your life, so be different than you are right now. Uh, too late. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. So can you if you can't do you think you can be different than you are in the current moment than you are? No. 
Okay, that's good. Uh, an hour ago, could you have been different than you were an hour ago? No. Good. Could you then have been different in any previous moment in, of your life? No. So Great. does that extend to your parents as well? Could they have been different in any moment of their life? No. Well, there you have it. There you go. There I'm, you go. Yeah. Really, really, it's that simple. You know, we've been raised in a psychological paradigm, mm -hmm. which professes that we are broken by our past and our future is thus determined by our past going forward in time. That is not the case when you discover how to access and live in the current moment of your life. Yeah. But it requires giving up something that a lot of people don't want to give up. And that's being right. Being mm -hmm. right about the story of their grievances blaming other people for how they feel or how their life has shown up. I mean, you know, if you are responsible for your life, well, then let them go. They're right. not the ones who did it to you. And look, I was a kid, you know, I'm, now I'm an old kid. Once I was a young kid. When I was a young kid, I, my parents, in their, in their desire for me to have a good life, told me things not to do. Guess right. what? Yeah. I did those things. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, you know, it's so convenient to have somebody to blame for how you feel. But, you know, our bodies are made up of billions of cells right. and systems of, uh, you know, digestion and respiration, trans, uh, you know, circulation, all this stuff, a, a muscular system and a skeletal system. And they had, there are feelings in this beast. And the feelings are not based on things that are going on outside. They're internal feelings. But we've been taught to blame how we feel by looking out and finding what caused it outside of ourselves rather than realizing, look, you have emotions. They show up from time to time. Not good, not bad, just emotions. Right, right. And so, so we've been programmed by the culture to complain about our parents as though they're the bad guys. I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, everyone is who they are. And, and you know, my, my children and I, as they were growing up, I would say to them, you know, they'd say, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And I'm like, you know what? You've got 10,000 different ways to go from point A to point B. You choose. If you don't like the road that you chose, then choose again and just kind of play around with it and just be who you are in the moment. And I'm not going to give you a yes, do this or no, don't do this. Make your own decisions because you are intelligent beings and you're in touch with yourself. I think that that's so important for people is to let go of that um, uh, desire to rationalize where they are in their life right now versus where they were. Yeah, there's Years a uh, interesting uh, and still timely quote I love uh, of Buddha's that is so <laughs> relevant for people who are still hanging on to things that their parents did. Mm -hmm. It's holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. <laughs> so true. I've never heard that quote, but it fits, doesn't it? 
It does. Well, yeah. then, then, then we won't tell, tell you that Buddha said it. We'll say we said it. <laughs> well, we just said it. Uh, Buddha did it first. But... That's right. But you just said it. That's but, right. Know, I, I, I'm certain, uh, like, if, like your example, people have some circumstances, some, some families and some upbringings are certainly more challenged than others. But also, largely, things that we remember from our childhood include the perspective of the person we were at that time. Yes. And we once worked with a woman. We were invited into a uh, theater school. The director had hundreds of kids there. We went there to work with them on being in the moment and how it could bring their acting alive. And we uh, knew that if they were resisting one or the other of their parents, they were going to be impaired in their ability to be fully themselves. So we concocted a game and we had them move around as if they were in a cocktail party and they would pretend to be the parent they most resisted mm-hmm. and go up and introduce themselves as that parent. And the director of the school wow. long, and she came up and introduced us to... Ted. Uh, Ted, her father, who was this awful, mean person and uh, he was a military man and gruff with his kids. And and he was in the Second World War. And oh, by the way, this school was in Hamburg, Germany. Where she, where she moved to Germany because she was so at war with her father for being a pilot during the Second World War. So wow. as we met Ted, we looked her, him, in the eye and said, oh, you were in the war. What were was that like you, for you? Were you afraid? And she just, her face shifted and she said, every moment of every day. I was terrified. And I yeah. felt so afraid and so responsible. And suddenly, and I'm getting goosebumps now, it was such a transformational moment that when the game was over, she came over and said, I never realized how frightened my dad was, what a big heart he had, how all of his actions were dictated by trying to keep us safe. Like her total relationship with him shifted in that moment. And she yep, later yep. told us she called him and they they just had a brand new conversation. They didn't need to apologize to each other. They just suddenly were in relationship for the first time in their lives. Right, right. You know, you know something interesting. Ariel and I have been together 37 years, and each day I discover her newly, not taking for granted anything I ever discovered before about her. And it happens because we listen to each other and not agree with each other or disagree, but actually hear what the other person is saying. Yeah. And that is an extraordinary tool, if you will, but it isn't done as a doing this, it's a way of being. See, transformation really isn't uh, an improved self-improvement game. It's a lifestyle of being where you are rather than rushing off to some fantasy of what's gonna make you happy someday. Because right, right. even if you get what you want, if you're not there in this moment, you're not gonna be there in that moment. Totally agree. Totally agree. So how does true, truly listening figure into your approach? I mean, let's let's say you've got um, 
you've been given 10 invitations to different seminars around the world. Um, and as a couple, um, how do you listen to this is where I'd like to go? This is where I'd like to go. Or are you so in sync that that doesn't even come into the conversation? Uh -huh. You can only do six of them, but you've well, got 10. You know, generally, uh, if you had used an example like places to go fishing, <laughs> You would have or where more, to go to dinner. Or where to, yeah, you would have more of a, you know, like going off for well, seminars. We do it, but I, it's not our. Yes, I, I would, I would go back seriously when I was reading your bios. Um, I'm an avid fisherwoman, so I, so I really related to that, and I'm also in the anthropology program at Harvard, so I related to both of you right away. Okay, so let's go to, let's go to fishing. We'll go to Ariel when we come back. We'll, yes. we'll use that segment of your fun stuff versus well, work well, stuff. But just just to brag on Ariel in the next ten seconds, she has five current women's world records for fish caught on a fly rod. I I saw that, and you made the flies, correct? Of course. Of course, you did. <laughs> Folks, I'm with Ariel and Shia Kane, and this is Patty Conklin and Healing Within. We'll see you in a minute. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand. 
worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hyde can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. everyone. This is Patty Conklin and Healing Within and my guests today are Arielle and Shia Kane and uh, we're having a great talk and and you know five-time world record fishing <laughs> yeah. fishing yes Arielle that's that's uh well that's current. awesome. It was probably current. 10 times but some of them have gotten broken. Yeah. <laughs> that's still awesome. That's still awesome. Yeah, where can people find you? What's uh, you've got radio shows, you've got lectures, workshops. Yeah, uh, the easiest way to find us is through our website. Should be easy to remember. It's transformationmadeeasy.com. And our podcast is called Being Here. And uh, on our website, you can access either the show live, which ours airs on Wednesdays, and we've or- been doing it for. Oh, we have 650, yeah, so 650 almost, almost 13 years now. So Beautiful. there's a lot of different uh, possibilities there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so so let's take the fun thing first and then the business thing second, because I know, not that it happens for me, but I know that, because that, um, I'm not in a relationship, um, but for most people, um, deciding where to go have fun, or if you're in business together, what to do from a business standpoint, um, there can be differing opinions. How do you how do you come to decisions when you're in the now, when you're in the moment? Well, for one thing, 
it doesn't matter if it's business or if it's uh, play, we listen to each other. That's really key. Another thing that's really key is being kind to ourselves. So if you're kind to yourself as a basis, then you trust yourself. Then of course, there's a level of trust that gets extended to the person that you are in relationship with. If you don't trust yourself, then the person that you're in relationship with is always dubious. It's like, what are they doing with me? Right. Uh, and we've also practiced looking at the difference between being right and being alive. Because there was actually one time, it's in two of our books actually, where we were going into the city, we were close on time for a seminar, we could either check into the hotel or go directly to the seminar and check in later. And uh, Shai thought we should check into the hotel first. I thought we should go to the seminar first and coming in the Lincoln Tunnel in New York City one choice made us turn left and one choice made us turn right and it was really about when Shia said we can get it all done that mm -hmm. I listened to him and said okay that's my choice and when we did it I looked at how to make the lights how to have it be perfect and if we had not had time for dinner before the seminar which was one of our concerns that would have been perfect we would yeah. have gotten hungry and then we would have eaten later it's about going about whatever you're going about mm -hmm. as if it's your idea as opposed to they're secretly doing it to you and yes. so many times people victimize themselves well what what movie do you want to go to oh I'd rather go to that one. Okay, we'll go to that one. So you go to that one, uh, and then you find fault with the movie and say, oh, we should have gone to mine. Yes. Um, and that's because there's that. not a wholehearted investment in what you're doing with the intention of having it work out perfectly. Mm -hmm. And that may be you go to the movie one of you suggests, and you both agree, boy, we didn't really enjoy that movie, but it was an excellent time being together. Right. Um, right. And uh, interestingly enough, Patty, we've generally found really that in any choice point, one of us really doesn't have that strong of an opinion either way. And the other mm -hmm. one generally has a really strong gut about it, a hunch, and we follow that one. Now, yeah. if we were fighting, then we would play the victim right wrong game and keep a list of, of all the transgressions okay and we went to your time, movie last, last time. time yeah so right it's my time. turn yes <laughs> so true it's so true isn't it i i've always kind of looked at it of i give my opinion if if a different opinion or decision is made then in that moment um that i agree to go do something else that i then accept that that was my decision also because it was i decided to go and so you can't go into a victim place you you can't go into a blame game of oh gee last time you know we went with yours because once i once i agree then i'm moving my place into an acceptance uh uh moment of that's my idea also well it you seems to make life a lot easier well, you know, it's interesting that you say that because it's great that you can do it. But m I guarantee you, most people hear acceptance. I move into acceptance yeah. that 
hidden underneath accept is this begrudging. Yeah. A lot of people don't notice that they have a little begrudgement under there. Right. So they, they're not just, it's like, okay, I accept, we'll go. There's a little like, it is what it is. There's, it's, it's a little succumbing. You know, we have in some of our books the definition between su surrender to your life and succumb to your life. Mm -hmm. When you surrender to your life, you do it, whatever it is you're doing, as though it's your idea. Yeah. Dishes, making love, it's going all the for same. a walk. It's all right. the same. It's all the same. But when you succumb, you do it and then complain that you have to. Uh-huh. Silently to yourself or out loud. Okay, I'll do it. I'll right. do it. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree on the surrender. That uh, it's a moment of surrender and and not succumbing because then you then you can do the oh I'll do it or I you know I have to do it um, because then we're right back into the victim state then then we haven't moved any further even though we agreed uh, with another person so so. I want to ask you about um, moving into the blame game in your book, Practical Enlightenment. Mm -hmm. um, and and so uh, what I find is so many people don't understand when they're blaming. You know, they they're they're not they're not aware that they're actually in a blame or a victim place. How do you how do you help people understand that? Well, it goes back to an anthropological approach mm -hmm. in that that we have been trained to think other people cause our discomfort. It's, it's, if you were to, this is a really awful thing, but I will do it anyway. Uh, <laughs> a, you, most of us blame the trigger on a gun. You pull the trigger, the bullet goes, bam. But if the bullet does not have the primer or does not have the charge, the trigger happens over and over. You just get click, 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 and the bullet goes nowhere. We are all pre-charged. There are plenty of things that are in our environment that trigger us, but we want to look, blame the trigger rather than looking at our internal charge, of course, in a non-judgmental manner. Right. Right. That that core issue that comes up in that non-judgmental. And people really do um, judge themselves that self-judgment comes over and over again because maybe they don't want to blame someone else and then they put themselves in their own victim role. So so it's so important in my mind for people to understand that every choice they make is theirs. Um, I often equate it to watching a sunrise, that if you don't have the ability to think or to hear or to speak and you just have your eyesight, then a sunrise is just a sunrise. It has no other meaning other than the words and thoughts that you give to it. And I tend to look at life like that, that my words are going to give whatever moment I'm in um, the, the uh, emotional core base that's going to store inside my body. Um, so when you're, when you're, <laughs> give me a, give me a, a real quick, um, give me a real quick thought on a challenge, a client, I won't even say a challenge, a client that maybe just continued to stay in the victim role. Do you let them go? Do you stay with them? What do you, what do you do? I would say they probably let us go. 
we're really uncomfortable to be around if if you're <laughs> if you want to blame other people for how you're being well go right ahead you know we don't try to fix or change people right That's the other thing we really don't have an intended result that we try to produce with people mm-hmm. what we do is we hang out with people and follow the moment and see fo- where it takes us see where it takes us we're yeah. not trying to produce a result called change and when you don't try to produce change transformation sneaks up on you absolutely absolutely you're not pre-planning you know i i get that all the time when people are like you won't pre-plan i'm like well i don't know what i'm going to be looking at when i go into the seminar and if i pre-plan what i think they need then i'm not paying attention to what they need and uh, and i'm not allowing things to happen yeah. That's true. You're it's right It's like on. trying to make a soup and not knowing what your ingredients are going to be. <laughs> that's right. You know, so you can plan a tomato-based soup, but if you have no tomatoes, that's a silly plan. So That's, that's a silly plan. Yep. You go by my cooking, too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, folks, you know, this is an incredible couple, and I think that uh, I know that if you want some straight talk, and just just get their get their uh, views or or not even views. I, I'm not even sure that that's the correct terminology. Um, when you want instantaneous transformation, look up Ariel and Shia Kane and um, and allow yourself the experience of shifting. Thirty seconds, folks. What do you what do you want to leave our audience with? We have lots of videos. Oh, we have audios. You. Be kind to yourself. Yeah. You can access it through our site, TransformationMadeEasy.com. And be kind to yourself. If I were to give you any advice at all, it would be to be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Thank you. Thank you so much, folks. Take care. It's Patty Conklin and Healing Within. Now it's time for a plant fact. Roses are one of the oldest ornamental plants in cultivation, with a history going back over 5,000 years. The philosopher Confucius wrote about them, and Roman emperors treated their guests to dining on carpets of rose petals, with thousands more raining down from above. Become a part of this epic history by planting a proven winner's rose. Just look for the white containers at your local garden center, or visit provenwinnerscoloredchoice.com.